no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we discuss Ryan Poles and his plan for taking back the North and much, much more. Hey, Doug, what's a good word, my guy? Hey, man, your boy Devil here feeling pretty good, Perez. What's happening with you, bro? I'm good, man. Why are you in such a good damn mood, man? <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, look, Chicago Sky got a victory, baby. You know how it go, man. Beginning of the season, they kicked it off, man. With a victory, I'm all for that. Hey, man, that was a really great win for them. And, hey, Bears fans, I know a lot of you guys come here to, to listen to us talk about the Bears, but we have another wing to this where we're in the media, so we cover all Chicago sports. The Chicago Sky are one of the teams that we cover. Hey, man, people counted that team out, Dub, so it was really good to see them kick off the season in winning fashion tonight. Khalil Copper, that's going to be a name we're going to hear a lot about again this season. So, Perez, it's always a joy to see our Chicago Sky pull off victories, man, and Way to start the season. Yes, sir. Well, man, let's get into this show, man. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of everything, I wanted to take some time to discuss our brother Charles Peanut Tillman. Now, I watched 1920 Football Drive, and it showed that Peanut came back and spoke to the Bears rookies for the second year in a row. And you know how important that is for me, man, when I see that alumni come back. Because under Matt Nagy, you just didn't see that. It was almost like they didn't want the alumni anywhere around the team. Matty right. Mafus is different. He wants those foreign players coming back. So, man, when you see Charles Peanut Tillman in the building, I just love that, man. Because, bro, when you think about what Peanut Tillman, what he stands for, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Chicago Bears players in this franchise. And that type of person coming in and speaking to the team it rings bells. Everyone looks around and say, oh, Peanut Tillman, whoa, 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 whoa. That means that people are going to be tuned in. Players are going to listen. They want to get soak up all the information they possibly can because we know how good Tillman was as a player here in Chicago, and that man earned the respect that he's getting. I mean, definitely, A-Dub. I think when I think about some of my biggest takeaways from the discussion, the biggest thing, he talks to those rookies about embracing the criticism. We all know that earlier in Peanut Tillman's career, he has some inconsistent moments, right? And he dealt with a lot of criticism from the fan base. True. But what he did, though, was he blocked that shit out and became one of the best, I would say, corners in franchise history, if not the best. He changed the way defenders played that position. He treated the quarterback position like he was a damn outside linebacker. <laughs> but yes, my point was. of that is just saying that, like, man, like, he blocked that out. And a lot of people kept – well, most people will, if they're honest with themselves, A-Dub, they didn't expect what Peanut Tillman's career ended up becoming. A lot of people didn't expect that for him. Not at all, man. That's a guy that's going out there, facing the criticism head-on, Prez, and working his butt off, man, to get better. And to your point, changing the game. I mean, that Peanut punch. Well, everybody does it, man. You, you, you see that now. Guys are, like, not even trying to tackle people anymore. They're just all holding the guy up, and the other guy's coming in, and they punching the ball out. That's Peanut's yep. influence on this league. Absolutely, Prez. 
And one thing I want to really just hit on, Frizz, in that article you wrote, bro. First of all, fabulous article, man. Want everybody to check it out. When you talk about embracing the criticism and weaponizing it to make you make yourself better, that is huge, man, because players are going to get criticized. It's part of the process, you know. Um, it's part about growth. It's part of development. It's part of all of it. So when you hear people criticize you, don't take it personal. Well, matter of fact, take it personal and learn from it, right? That's so right. weaponize it to make yourself better, man. Get better. Get in that gym. Work your butt off, man. Push yourself to the limit. So Peanut Tim is already telling players already that, hey, you're going to get faced with that. Work your butt off. And, and, and A-Dub, you know, I appreciate the, the sentiments on the article. Audience, if you guys want to check out the article, go to Substack, uh, search Chicago State of Mind. You'll find the article. We have tons of articles on the Bears and any Chicago sports tape. But another thing that really resonated with me, A-Dub, was the fact that Peanut looked around the room and looked at those guys and said, hey, congratulations on being here. But the sad reality is a lot of you are going to be here when the season starts. And I feel like he set the tone right there to, like, let them know, hey, don't get too comfortable. And it's good to hear a foreign player say that, Perez, because you know he's already done it, been there, done that, been through the trenches. He can tell you all about that part of it. So he's getting these players geared up to, you're right, don't get comfortable. Get in there, work your butt off. Hey, you make some mistakes, find a way to get better, man. Because the thing is, if you want to be part of the NFL, you're going to have to go through some things you've never gone through before. But then the second part of that, though, is for them to realize that you got an opportunity, take advantage of that opportunity because – so the other point that Peanut made that I thought was really powerful in this uh, speech that he had or this talk that he had with them, he said, if you win in this city, you're immortal. <laughs> I mean, you got to look at it, man. We still talk about the 85 Bears. Yep. And so that was very important for them to realize that if you win to Chicago, you will be celebrated for the rest of your life. Man, that's got to be a beautiful thing in general to know that Everyone recognize who you are. They appreciate your work and what you've done for the team. You're right, man. There's a lot of Bears players, former players who play for this franchise, man, who are adored for what they have done in this city, man. Um, Peter Tillman is one of those guys. We can go about, down a list of talked about many of them, right? But that's what you get when you do great here in Chicago. Absolutely. And, and I like the fact that when I was watching the piece, I saw those rookies writing notes. The type of guys that Ryan Poles was bringing in here, they all have that same type of ideology. They fit the culture. These guys get it. They're cut from that same type of cloth. And you love that. You know what I mean? Like, you got a locker room, like I always say, J-Dub, you don't have a lot of knuckleheads in this locker room. And I love the <laughs> fact that I can say that. Absolutely, man. We don't have that in this locker room. But I do appreciate the fact that these young rookies coming in soaking all that information up, man. When they hear a vet in the game who's been there, done that, come back a former player and show gratitude and and, and speak on some things, man, that they're writing, taking notes, and soaking it all in. That just shows you the character as well, Perez. But we got some people in here, like you said, who are non-knuckleheads, who want to learn, who want to work. <laughs> now, in the past, we've talked about some of the diversity issues that plagued the NFL as a whole, right? When you look at the NFL, on the executive level, there's not a lot of minorities. There's no minority owners. The coaching situation in the NFL, pretty piss poor. So the coaching accelerator program that was put into place to give minority coaching candidates some visibility has kind of helped put some people on the radar. And so we saw that recently Richard Hightower, the Bears special teams coordinator, he was nominated to be a part of that program. And that's going to be a great opportunity for him to get some visibility with the executives in the league and some of these owners to kind of get familiar with who he is. That's just awesome, man. I think, you know, Coach Hightower got a golden opportunity here, man. 
to show some things. You got to salute a guy like that, man. I'm glad to get a chance to get some visibility that way. I mean, dude, Hightower, he's been in the league for a long time. The guy, I mean, he has tremendous experience. I mean, when you look at his resume, it goes all the way back to 2006 when he first got into the league with the Texans. So this is a guy right here. Hey, he's definitely, I mean, he's more then freaking paid his dues, you know? And so yep. it's about time for him to, you know, give us some consideration. Now, I will say that special teams unit, <laughs> they're going to have to get <laughs> a little better next season. But, you know, my thing is, <laughs> Coach Hightower, I appreciate, though, he's going to get an opportunity to get some visibility. You hear a lot of great things about Coach Hightower, about his leadership, his teaching, his communication. These are things you just hear uh, ongoing about him. And remember Coach Desai, former defensive coordinator, he was in this program. And yep. you know, it gave him some visibility. Absolutely. Now, I'm all for, you know, coach getting a promotion and things of that nature. But I would love to see him stay with the Bears organization. Bears. I mean, yeah, I get the A-Dub, but you know how this goes, man. You got you get, these guys, they, they're here, obviously, to do a job and to win. But they yep. also are selfish trying to get their next opportunity. No different than you or I. You know what true, I mean? True, true. <laughs> but, I get your, but I get your point, though. I get your point. <laughs> But you know how it is with these assistants, man. It's like, hey, you either, you know, put some good film out there or get fired when the coaching staff, you know, gets let go. I mean, because that's the, the unfortunate truth is, is you either promote yourself or you let them fire you. Yeah, that's the sad part about it, Perez. That's the name of the game, though. But you're right. If you can get yourself promoted, you just, hey, you hit a good point there, man. It will be great for him to take that next step in his um, career. But – we believe in Matt Eberflus. We believe in the plan that Ryan Poles has put in place. So we're not worried about no coaching staff getting fired. That's just a hypothetical <laughs> situation I threw out there, audience. And honestly, with the – just I, – and, and like I said, I keep saying it, but just the culture, eh, Dub? I, I just – I'm so fired up, man. This is – it's fucking May, bro, and I'm so fired up about this team. I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe I've been drinking a little bit of Kool-Aid lately. I don't know what it is, bro, but I am fired up about this team. And I think it just has to do with the fact that Ryan Poles killed it in the offseason. And I just really, really, and we're going to get it to a later. But I'm, and I'm really excited to see what Justin Fields is going to do this season. See, there's, there's so many things that I'm just like, ooh, ooh, the NFL, y'all might be in trouble. NFC North, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh -huh. See, they counted out the wrong team. <laughs> Ooh, Packers fans. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Perez calling them out now, man. And just by the own, Perez, it's a lot to be optimistic about with the Chicago Bears team. We saw with the second-year players how they can probably make another step going yep. forward. You got the rookies coming in. We feel good about them as well. You, you hit Justin Fields, feel good about him. DJ Moore, it just oh. so must have feel oh. good about this team going forward, man. So I'm excited too, Perez. I can't lie, man. I try to hold it down, try to hold it in sometimes, man. But it don't always work, Perez. So just no, don't, it. no, don't hold it in. Let that <laughs> shit out, Adel. Let it out. <laughs> man, you get me all pumped up, man. You get me pumped up. I'm telling you, Perez. When you start going this route, man, we start talking about this team and what we see thus far and the moves that Ryan Poles has made, man. I know we ain't even made it to OTAs yet, and you and I are already laughed it up. But you know what, audience? Let us be, because we are going to enjoy this. We're not used to nice things here in Chicago, but I'm going to enjoy these nice things that Ryan Poles has put in front of us. And A-Dub, when them joint practices come to be, because they got the Colts coming to here, that's going to be awesome. Because, you. you know, one of the things I would say when it comes to these practices, I hate when you're just beating up on your team the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that's why right. I love when you can bring in another team, man, where you can let out some of that frustration. 
Absolutely. You can crack somebody else, man, instead of your, your teammates. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. Test yourself, see where you're at, man. It's good to get that out there, man, see where you're at to measure yourself against other opponents. Yeah, because we are slated to face the Colts August 19th, and I think I saw that on the calendar. And so it's going to be really cool, though, that we're going to be able to get some extra work going up against them leading up into that game. So that's going to be really cool, man. Like I said, yeah. you get live bullets, you get live reps against another team, you know, and that's those are valuable reps. And I know coaching staffs, they really try to make sure that the teams aren't out there fighting and doing dumb shit because they know how important those reps are in those moments. I think the thing is to give the players a chance to, hey, know what you got to work on and try to continue to get better as a player. And you know what? This is going to be key because we weren't able to do the joint practices last summer, right? And so right. I'm really happy and I'm really, like, again, once again, audience, I want to keep saying the same thing. I'm not going to say fired up. I'm going to say I'm fucking stoked. I'm excited. I'm all kinds of things. I'm optimistic, man. I'm just, I just see really, really big things in store for the Chicago Bears. I feel like we are ascending A-Dub. Yep. And... When I look at the misfortunes of other teams in our division, it's our time. It's our time. And, and the fact that this team is focused from top down, Perez, you know, that, that tells a lot about this Bears unit. And I think you hear about them grinding out, working hard, Ryan Poles doing his thing. He's committed. The players are committed. You just feel good about all this, man. You remember what he said in his opening press conference. A.W. said, we're going to take back the fucking NFC North and yep. never give it back. <laughs> yep. And then what did he say this week? In a recent interview, Ryan Poe said he believes the Bears will contend for the NFC North title this season. Now, Ooh. first of all, I believe him. Audience, you guys already know where Prince stands with this, but not only do I believe him, I love that he's saying that shit. He is putting he putting his money where his mouth is. He knew what this team needed to get better. He does work on part of that Perez and making this team better. He can see it. We can see how much we're going to gain from this season here going forward. And I got to give Ryan Poles a lot of credit, man. The fact that he's calling out now, it does say a lot about his character and how confident he is in this unit. But the one thing, though, he was quick to say was that he understands they have a lot to prove. But however, he's confident. And I'm yep. confident. But I also know that they got a lot to prove because there was a lot of question marks from last season. But I feel like this team, I think Ryan Poles did a lot of good work to solve a lot of the questions that a lot of the people in the fan base had about this roster. And we talk about in the trenches. That's the word he always used. Hey, we got to get better in the trenches. You and I talk a lot about that, Perez, on this show. And you think about it that way. Heck, yeah, Ryan Poles done a lot of work there, man. So you got to get that dude a lot of credit. And I'm just happy about this team going forward because – I, I see something different, Perez. I see that this team is really motivated to proving everybody wrong, man. I think this Bears team is going to shock some folks, man. It's going to shock a lot of people. And I hope so. Recently, it was brought to my attention that we had a Packers fan that, that, that stumbled across our, our DMs and was uh, <laughs> and basically called me out and was just like, man, this guy gets all excited over a team that won three games. Well, person that, that had that comment, first of all, I want all the smoke. So... Yes, I did get excited about a team that won three games last year. But you know why I'm excited about a team that won three games? Because all I keep hearing is that there's a different vibe in that locker room. Yep. So, yeah, it might have been, been a three-win team last year, but it ain't the same team this year. And guess what? When you have adversity, when you struggle, you learn from it. 
you have that bad taste in your mouth. See, you Packers fans wouldn't know anything about that because you guys have been on third base all this time with all your quarterbacks and all that cute shit, but you only got one or two titles from it. So, there you go, calling them out right there. Let's see how they feel about Jordan Love going forward. Please, we already know. I can't wait. I can't wait to the fucking opener. Me either, bro, because all that talk they're doing, jumping the DM, saying things about us. Okay. All right. Let's see how you feel about Jordan Love down the road because you don't got that quote-unquote bad man anymore. You got Jordan Love. <laughs> they just got a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking I trash. like that. Fucking trash. But no, man, I love that. I Listen. Anybody that knows, I'm hey, I'm a big boy. I could take it. That, that that little comment, I loved it. I was like, ooh, I can't wait to get on the show and, and explain to you why I'm so excited about a three-win team. You know, also another reason, Mr. Packer fan, not to mention how much our general manager overhauled our team, our general manager that cares about improving the team, giving the, the quarterback weapons. I'm like, your GM that did not give your quarterback any wide receivers. He was begging for wide receivers for years. And they wouldn't get him nobody. Then I look at Justin Fields, hey, Doug. Yep. Entering his third year in the league. Where you, me, the fan base, I even think the NFL, they're all sitting back because we're expecting him to take a big step forward next year. So right. if you want to sit up here and question why Press is excited about a three-win team, those are the reasons why. Justin Fields... And I know y'all going to try to say, oh, uh, Justin, he, he's a running quarterback. He didn't do this and he didn't do that. Shut the fuck up. Sit back and get your popcorn. Because Absolutely. Justin Fields is coming. He took a big step last year. He's going to take another step forward this coming season as well. And that's what people got to think about, Perez, with Justin Fields. You can see the progress from year one. So year two, we're going to see it again, man. So that's all I love about this guy here. And Justin Fields, he wants it. He really wants it. And he's putting the work in that you and I have talked a lot about over and over again. And they better hope that he don't make those improvements as a passer, right? Because if that type of shit happens, man, if that connection between him and DJ Moore, and we heard what Justin had to say about his excitement about playing for DJ Moore, if they fuck around to have the potential chemistry that I think they're going to have, shit. Ooh. <laughs> hey, and they are already having some great discussion spreads, already building their chemistry, already building their camaraderie relationship-wise as well. Hey, look, you better watch out because Justin Fields and DJ Moore are going to look great together. We talk about a bona fide number one receiver, something that Justin Fields has not had. Not taking shots at your boy and money. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, I mean, come on, bro. It's just, you know, it's just facts and facts, right? DJ Moore, Agreed. he's that dude. He is, man, and I like this this type of uh, connection between DJ Moore and Justin Fields. It's just going to be some excitement here. So I am very optimistic, as you are, Perez, with what they can do on that field together. All we care about is them to continue to build their chemistry together, which we know they will, and boom, just watch out. These two dudes are going to make it very exciting for Bears fans going forward. I mean, what did Justin say? He talked about the fact that he knows DJ. He's known him for a little bit of time now. Yep. Knows that he loves the game. I mean, the guy's a baller, right, as you and I know. But he works his ass off. And, and so the talent is one thing. But when you match talent with a guy that's willing to put in the work, man, mercy. That's another thing right there, Perez. The talent. You also talk about the leadership part of it that Justin Fields look at as well when, look, when he's looking at DJ Moore. He can see that too. 
that both of these players want to win, man. And that's what you like, that, hey, they're going to keep things together with this unit, and they're going to work their butts off to try to put some wins on. He brings some swagger to that offense. I mean, we already know Justin was bringing some swag, but now you got somebody in that wide receiver room that's coming in with a little swag. I like this guy. He's <laughs> going to bring some energy, man, leadership to that wide receiver room, but just general excitement. Dude, this offense, boy, 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 so much potential. And I know people are going to shoot me down. They're going to be like, man, you over here talking about potential. You can get yourself all excited about potential. Well, what's the alternative? What you want me to be, What you want me to do? Right. You want me to sit over here and be negative about it? You want me to sit up here and say, man, well, we, we got to depend on this to happen and in order to this happen? No, I'm not going to sit up here and say that. I'm looking at the film from what I saw from DJ Moore last year. I'm looking at the offensive line film from last year, how awful that was and how Justin was back there with not a damn chance in the world. And I look right. at the reinforcements that were brought in here. Darnell Wright coming in here to hold down that right tackle position. Braxton Jones, who I think he's going to really hold down that left tackle position. His second year going to get stronger, going to be able to clean up a lot of the deficiencies in, in his game. Yep. But then look at our interior offensive line. I think we're in a way better position there than we've been in years. Nate Davis, bro. I want to see what he continue to bring to the table here. And I know that that was a good uh, move by Ryan Poles and bringing Nate Davis to the offensive line, man. And like you said, your boy Braxton Jones becoming one year better. Come on, man. This is going to be nice. And this opened things up for, hey, the Claypools, DJ Moore. Hey, you all get to make some big plays now. That offensive line holds up very well. And not to fucking forget about the fact that Ryan Poles is still not done tinkering with this roster. Because we got some edge rusher options out there. Now, obviously, last week, A.W. and I talked about the fact that, hey, we want an edge rusher. Right. You, you got some guys out there. And I know some people may say Chase Young. Hey, you know, I wouldn't poo-poo it. You know, <laughs> Chase has not been able to show that he can stay healthy. And, I mean, if the Bears were to go after him, they're going to have to give up one of them number one picks. That might be a little steep. But you know what, Perez? We're not done. You hit a point there. You know, Chase Young may not be that option, but there's other options out there. But I think Poles want to see what we currently have right now. What can this unit currently do? I look at Frank Clark. I mean, there's some guys who look out there and say, sure. oh, man, these are some players that could come in. But I think there's some people that's on Ryan Poe's mind and seeing, hey, okay, how is it going to look, what we currently have, and what we need to continue to upgrade at. So I think that's part of the press. I think those other guys there, man, could come in and contribute. Yeah, because to your point, Yannick is the guy that's out there. Leonard Floyd, former Bear, he's out there. That would be weird if they were to bring him back when they didn't want him here, you know, right. under the old regime. <laughs> right. But you mentioned Frank Clark's name. That's an intriguing name. Obviously, I talked about Chase Young. A lot of people feel pretty good about either him or Montez Sweat. But yep. the thing is that a lot of people have to realize is that those two are going to take a lot of draft capital. The guy that I really wouldn't mind seeing them pick up if the, the, the cost and everything like that was right would be Justin Houston. I think he would be a nice addition to that room. Mm -hmm. And to the point that you were making, A-Dub, obviously we're having a DeMarcus Walker here with some of the young tandem that we have in a, in a young tandem with Travis Gibson. The potential of a Travis Gibson is still there. I still think he's got potential to be a 10-sack guy in this league. However, I want a guy that's going to be able to come in here and actually just do it. There's no more waiting, right? So that's what you're looking for. And the clock is ticking on my boy Travis Gibson if he can't get it right. Yeah, no, I mean, and, that, and that's a fair point. But like I said, that defense, that's the biggest issue with that defense is the pass rush. If we short that pass rush to your secondary, which I think 
Ryan Poles did a phenomenal job with beefing that up with drafting Tyreek Stevenson, adding him to the mix. I think you're not going to have any problems there. Then look at the linebacker position. He beefed that up. Sure did. So pass rush. I think that's the only thing that I, if I want to be picky about this roster, is there. And I guess if I want to take it a step further, punt returner. <laughs> yeah, punt returner is going to be key, man. Because uh, we saw, we, we tried it out, my boy, Valus Jones Jr. out there. It didn't work nope. out too well. Uh, so we got to think about some different direction and where we want to go with that position, Prez. But you hit it on the head, man. That is a, a, a place to look at. And special teams is huge, man, in the game. We know that. So we're definitely going to need somebody who can catch the ball, run it, do all the great things we need them to do to be effective and to put the Bears in a good position, man. So, again, to try to win football games. Listen, short fields for Justin Fields in that offense, right? Short right. fields. And, and that would be great. So, man, if a guy like Tyler Scott can come in here and, and take advantage and use that speed and use that potential that he has, man, I mean, I, I, I just want somebody to be able to come in and take that position to say, I got it. I don't want Khalil Herbert back there running a the kickoff. I, no. I've said that before. Dude, I do not want him back there. No, no, no. I don't want Rashawn Johnson back there either. No, sir. Before we get out of here, I wanted to just point to – one thing about Justin Fields that I think has really been different with about him this offseason is he's taken on a bigger leadership role. And you could just tell just in his attitude. Yeah, but Justin's just always going to have that chip on his shoulder. But I feel like the leadership piece, he's talked about the fact that he's going to plan like a trip with the offense, right? He wants to build that chemistry and that rapport. I think that's cool. When DJ Moore got traded here, Justin Fields had dinner with DJ Moore and his family. They went up to and they pulled up to a Bulls game together. We seen Justin Fields at the Bulls game with Chase Claypool and your boy Money Moon. Yep. Those are things that are important. Those are things that you're doing these type of things outside of the football field, off the field. That just helps these guys to get to know each other, right? I feel like, man, when you're tight with somebody in real life, man, that makes the game easy as hell. Look, yeah, hey, Doug, man, this, this is my, my man, 100 grand. This show ain't nothing but me and him just chopping it up. That's my boy. Right. Now, imagine if I was doing this show with somebody, they like, hey, Perez, you got to work with this guy. Oh, this guy, he knows football. He knows this. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it matters, Perez. All that does matters, man. You go to war for those who you, you're really close to, you care about, you got a relationship with, man. That's the ice on the cake. That's the, that's the, that, that can be the huge difference maker between, you know, giving you that extra whatever I have in me they're not doing it at all, right? Because you know how much the player next to you care. You know the person very well. You both want to win. You both got that passion, man. And knowing each other to that level extent, man, makes a huge difference. 100%. Because to that point, <laughs> there's sometimes you work with people and you be like, man, I'm not really feeling it today. I'm not, you know, I got this going on and I'm a little tired. You may be like, man, let's do this tomorrow. But like, there's been times I'm just out of respect for Dub. I'm like, you know what? No, nah, we're going today. Yep. I'm, I'm, I'm a dig deep, you know what I mean? Yep. Out of respect to you, obviously, but then also for our audience. I'm like, I don't want to be playing them off. Because, dude, I be feeling like, man, people be like, if, if we go too long and that episode be like more than like a day late and we start getting the messages like, hey, what <laughs> 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 <an> episode <laughs> Right. <laughs> that makes a totally difference, man, with how we feel in that respect level. And I think that's the key point right there, Chris. You got that much respect for me everyone else, man. And that's what these players have for each other. When you build that camaraderie, you have enough respect to say, you know what? I'm a slacking, bro. My bad. I'm going to pick yep. it up. 
That's right. That's right. Or because y'all got that relationship where you could know when the person tripping that you can go over there and talk to them. Are you good? <laughs> right, 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 right. You can go and talk. And that's, the, that's the key right there, friends. Communication, right? That is mm -hmm. built because of how you all know each other, right? The relationship built upon that. So you all know each other very well. I can go to you and say, man, you ain't give me 100% today, bro. What's up with you? You good? Yeah, you good? <laughs> you sure? You sure? <laughs> right, exactly. And you're like, you know what? Maybe you're right. I got to step my game up, bro. Let me step my game up now. He's right, you know? And that's the thing. That's it, Press. That's how you get your players to get the most out of your players right there. And I think Justin Fields is showing us right now, Press, of one of the ways you can do that. And I'm glad he's building this camaraderie with the wide receivers core, man, because that's going to be huge, man, come this season. Man, just another reason why I'm excited, man. A-Dub, I, I, I promise you, bro, this season right here is going to be one of two things. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be unbearable for the listeners. How excited I'm gonna be about the championship, <laughs> or, or by week five I'm gonna be on suicide watch. I don't know. It's gonna be <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making light of suicide audience. I'm just just saying that it, yeah. it, it may not be it may not be where might not be doing so about week five, man. If this don't go the way I want, these Packers fans, I know they're gonna come for me. <laughs> I know they're gonna come for me. They're gonna come for you. But one thing I want to see, man, I want to see. I want to see my boy Prez when his voice is gone. That's when you know the Bears Ooh. is doing well. When Prez lose his voice, I will tell you all, that means we have done something good. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while man. because hey, last season, I didn't have a show like that when my voice was gone, did I? Right. Nope. Not at all, man. Not at all, man. So we need to get that back. When Prez's voice is gone, that's what I'm looking for. When you all hear Prez come on, <laughs> you know, unless you all know. <laughs> the Bears may have got a victory or something. Something great happened. <laughs> then, and the bank open for my boy, dude. There you go. That's what I'm hoping for, Perez. The bank got to get open, man. Yeah, because y'all was closed a lot last season. Closed a lot last season. Yeah, we was, man. I hear you tell me about it, man. I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I know the artists, they was like, man, you make it. You, they were like, you don't want the bank to be open. Of course I want the bank to be open. I just wouldn't allow my boy A Dub to open it because I'm like, no, nah, man, it's premature. The lights are not flickering in the back. No, this ain't ready. We ain't ready yet. Man, y'all like, oh. try to open the door up, Perez. It won't open. Lights oh. off. Hey, man, the bank closed. No, man. <laughs> Carpet and shit all fucked up. No, man. I'm like, y'all ain't ready up in here. <laughs> we ain't ready. We ain't got no money in this boy. Ain't no money in this vault. No, 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 no. <laughs> the bridge truck fucking drove past y'all, man. Well, no, man, hey, this was a dope-ass show, audience. As always, we appreciate you guys and your continued support for help making us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're going to holler at y'all next week. We're going to drill down and we're going to talk about some of the players on this team that I think, A-Dub, are fringe players that might be in trouble of getting cut. So we're going to get into that. I got to listen about 10 guys, audience, that we're going to go through. But listen, we appreciate y'all. We don't take your listeners lightly. Thank you guys for listening to this show because, man, I mean, dude, A-Dub, without this great audience, we'd just be two dudes yelling on the mic every week. But luckily for us, we got thousands of people to listen to this show. Thank each and every one of y'all. Absolutely. From the bottom of my heart, appreciate you all. And we are out.